0: Welcome to the Interviews
1: Podcast. <laughs>
0: Welcome, Interisti, to episode 53 of the Interviews podcast. We are here for our Derby d'Italia preview, uh, Juventus Inter uh, in Turin, coming up on Sunday. Uh, happy Thanksgiving Eve to all our American Interisti that are, are following um, and happy to, to jump into it. So, as always, I am one half of your co-hosting duo, Alessandro Rafa, joined here by Johnny Paterno. And Johnny, uh, we have some uh, special guests today. Why don't you go ahead and, and introduce who's here with us? Yeah, I mean, I was very reluctant to do this episode. You know, I didn't want to have
2: Juventini uh, on this. It's kind of been a problem when we brought him on in the past. But uh, no, totally kidding. Uh, decided to invite some guys. Uh, one guy specifically who's had me on his podcast a couple times. I wanted to bring Nicholas from the Calcio Guys. Uh, we didn't have him on last year. Wanted to get him on now. And then just someone that I enjoy bantering with regularly. I mean, the guy's, you know, clueless about Calcio, but oh, yeah. he pretends to know what he's talking about. So I had to get a average Chiesa on here who will be shoved. We-, we have a bet now, thanks to Nick Diani. We have the over-under. 43 and a half times mentioning Chiesa. That's two right there. He's <laughs> only 43 away. But uh, appreciate you guys coming on, man, and uh, looking forward to being able to, to obviously talk about uh, this upcoming matchup for us.
1: Yeah, it's good. I mean, all of you guys have come on the couch, guys, so at least I know all of you guys, you know, we could have a good conversation. You're all good. You're all good people, even though half of you support the wrong team. But
3: I was going to say, yeah, I think you guys are, you know, bearable, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Johnny is uh, one of the only I'll take that I actually, you know, don't despise. There's a couple others. Alex, you're a good guy. So, uh, you know, we keep you. You're you're good for now. You, Tony, you know, the, the only, the other couple. Everyone else, uh, not the biggest fans, but we'll make do.
0: All right. Well, enough with the hugs and kisses. Let's get into, <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the good stuff here. So as always, the, uh, you know, Derby Italia is, it's the biggest game in, in Italy. And it's no different this year. We are heading into a battle between the top two teams In Serie A, Inter is in first place on uh, 31 points and Juventus in second with 29. No matter what happens uh, during this game, both teams will remain in first and second place. And I think that's really where I want to kick it off. Um, You know, Allegri and Inzaghi and Giuntoli and Marotta are going back and forth with each other saying Juventus is the favorite. They don't have to play in any cup competitions. And, you know, Giuntoli and Allegri are saying Inter is the favorite. They have the strongest team. So I want to hear from you guys. How big do you feel like this game is is for you? You know, obviously, um, you know, whatever happens, the the season is long and and both teams are very much in it no matter what the results comes on uh on Sunday. But how are you feeling about the importance of this match on Sunday early on in uh in the season here? Nick, we'll start with you. Actually, sorry. <laughs> Kessa we'll start with you since we got two Nicks. <laughs> obviously, yeah.
3: Um I think you kind of put it pretty well, honestly, like I think it's not title deciding or anything in that matter. I don't think it's going to be like whoever wins, you know, is going to run away with it 100%. Obviously, if Inter wins, their gap extends, which is obviously good for you guys. If we win, we hop. So I don't think it's decisive, but I do think it's very important. I think if we win, maybe Allegri will drop this act of we're only trying to come top four, you know, like we're not actually title challenging. Because to be quite honest, I think it's quite unbearable when all the managers say, no, you're the favorite, no, you're the favorite, just back yourselves. Um, but I do think it's really important, yeah. And I, I actually think the home advantage kind of, uh, not to jump too far ahead, but I think it kind of equals it out because otherwise I do think it is the favorite, but uh, yeah.
1: Uh yeah we we need we need more managers like complete bantering before a derby kind of like uh like uh, Sarri and Mour- Mourinho before the Roma derby like what is this like oh you guys are good nah you guys are good nah, nah, I want to see I want to see hatred between these two sides I mean this is this is a legit rivalry like players on both sides don't like each other and, and we've seen that in the past few years obviously um you know you think back in 2021 uh I forget of at that point in the season when when Inter and Juve played. And Juve won, but I think at that point Inter already claimed the Scudetto or did Juve slow them down by a game? I forget. And then we have, you know, we all remember the 2018 um, game that Juve came back and ended up winning Scudetto. But regardless, like for this game, I think, I think if Inter wins, you know, five points ahead, I know there's still 25 games left. But I think if Inter win and wins, it's just, they have just they just have too much talent to, to lose a five point advantage over Juve with only one game against them left you know you think okay inter is five points up okay sure juve could still still uh steal three points and i think it's in may they play each other but inter is just too strong i think obviously if juve wins and you go a point up you have a legit title race 25 games left but it doesn't guarantee anything um yeah
0: that's it Johnny, what about you? You know, especially also considering that it's not just, you know, we're not coming out of the break to a soft schedule here. It's Juventus and Napoli back-to-back in the league. How Does that change how you view this game, given that we have some head-to-heads with with rivals at the top of the table?
2: I mean, the Napoli game honestly doesn't worry me because it's Mazzari. You know, like, I, I no disrespect to them, but he's not someone I really take seriously. Look what he did with Cagliari and Torino, like, Everywhere he's gone since he left Napoli, he hasn't been successful. So, yes, this might be the best team that he'll have, but I, I think the way he deploys them will will be telling for sure. Um, so we'll see how he does in his first game, and maybe maybe it'll ch- I'll change my tune leading up to the Napoli game. But this game is, I think, bigger for us, and I only say that because we're competing on three fronts. You know, Juve only has to really worry about the league. Like, if they wanted to, they could really just punt the Coppa Italia and just focus on going all-in to win. Win the Serie A if they wanted to. So, to get a five point gap on them, I think would be massive. A draw wouldn't be the end of the world. It wouldn't be the worst thing. You know, we would still have three points there. But I think it'll be it'll be important for us to to come away with maximum points. Now, we know you know Allegri really prepares well, especially for Inter. He always has a good game plan um, to to match up with with Inzaghi. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see like how this game plays out. It's just going to be a mental chess match. I think at the beginning the first 25 30 minutes will be very telling of where the the match will go in my opinion
0: yeah i'm putting some more weight on this game only because of of how prevalent the discussion around inter going for the second star has been all throughout the summer all throughout the start of the season like i i we know what the papers and the media in italy is like and if we slip up in any respect, they're going to be all over us and, and put the pressure on, not like, you know, we're incapable of handling that pressure, but it is nice to, to get that cushion and, you know, be able to definitively, definitively say like, we are the favorites, even with Juventus, not, not participating in cup competitions. Um, But that brings us to our, our next topic here is even without participating in those cup competitions, Juventus has suffered a, a spate of injuries uh recently. Inter is also gonna have changes and we'll get into into that after. But by my count, it looks like you know is obviously suspended, Wea, DeSillio, Locatelli, Sandro, Miretti, Danilo, all uh all nursing injuries. So Juventus is gonna have some changes to the lineup. I think McKenny might have even picked up a not a knock as well. So um, Nicholas, we'll start with you. How do you expect Juve to come out on Sunday in terms of their uh, their lineup and formation?
1: Uh, so I, I'll be honest. I don't pay too much attention to injuries. So you said uh, Wea Moretti,
0: uh, Wea Moretti, yeah, Pajoli's out. Locatelli broke his rib. Sandro, yeah. uh, Danilo, and potentially McKennie as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, the biggest question mark is definitely, uh, you know, the back line. I think at that point, you you're, you have to play with what's left. You got Bremer, Rugani, and oh, uh, no, you said Danilo's hurt, and you got Gatti, obviously. So you know, it's not it's not the strongest. I feel like when they play the three Brazilians together, it's a bit better. But um, you know, Rugani's honestly having a good season. He's kind of kind of had a resurgence. He does not he does nothing fancy, but sometimes as a defender, if you're not talked about, that's a good thing. Because, you know, you, you think about Delit, the the years that he was with Juve, he was talked about for so many good reasons and then so many bad reasons. You know, is just getting the job done. Uh Gatti, I th- I think Gatti's okay, but he's not like a superstar what some people make him out to be. Um, you know, he he's passionate about the club. That's good to see, but there's some mistakes. There like that, you know, own goal against the solo. just, you know. Not good, uh, but no, you know, he was 100% gambling yeah, with, Fijoli. you know, but There's, I'm
3: still not. I was going to say, sorry. it should have been investigated <laughs> yeah. immediately. Way. That needs to be <laughs> investigated. I'm
1: sorry. Yeah. Um, up front. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Vlaovic doesn't start just because of his form. Apparently he, you know, he didn't even start for Serbia. If, if, uh, if I read that correctly, he's, he's just out of form right now. Him, him, I think with Vlaovic, it's all mental um it's all mental and you know there's just periods where he goes cold and I think it's fine to just sit him and maybe you know put him on as a striker as a sub later later who else do you start I don't know if Milik's available you start keen uh not you know not the best obviously we're gonna see Nick's boy Kiesa hopefully hopefully start hopefully he didn't pick up an injury uh in the midfield uh I mean it's uh, with with leg we know and Anybody could start, you know, up until last year, he had what, like 99 different formations <laughs> in 99 games or something. It was something like that. Some crazy stat. 113, 113, um, it was crazy. You know,
3: I, something I like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just, you get all these different players. it. I think that's also a testament to Juve where like they have like good players, but no one's like a superstar. And especially in the midfield, you just have good players. and No one's like horrible either. Like mckennie has been good this year. If you're saying he's hurt. Thanks to your national team, you know that sucks. I don't. Claim uh, that, but I don't claim yeah, that. like no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, but you know, I, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who starts in the midfield and on the wings for sure. Nick,
0: I think Locatelli and McKenny are potentially huge losses for you guys. If if you know, I think Locatelli is confirmed out. McKenny is it's unsure at this point. But I think those are huge losses. Who who steps up if if they're not going to be able to go?
3: Yeah, so a couple of things. Um, I I don't want to blame injuries too much. Uh, obviously, yeah, it does make a difference, 100%. But at the same time, like Bastoni and Pavard are both out for Inter. Those are two out of the three starting center backs as well. So it's not like we're facing a fully fit Inter as well. Obviously, crucial players are still there, but those are two crucial players that make your starting 11. Um, I slightly disagree with Nick in the sense that I think the most question marks is actually the midfield. because. To be honest, unless Danilo makes like a miraculous recovery, I think it was kind of expected that it's going to be Rugani, Bremer, and uh, Gaddy. I think everyone's been fine at the back. I think Bremmer's incredible. I think everyone else is just decent. Like, I think he's just fine. Um, I think the midfield is the big issue. Whether it comes, like, I'm pretty sure Luc Telly's out, like 99% sure, unless something like, you know, miraculous happens again. Um, although some people on Twitter or X now, uh, think that he's faking it, but that's a different conversation for different things. Um, but yeah, he's probably out. McKenny is a knock. I think he may play. And to be quite honest, I think he will, because I think the lack of experience in midfield, I think for Allegri is just too much. So I think he's just going to be shoehorned like into the midfield with, uh, Rabio and with Moretti. I think Moretti will play. I think Rabio will 1000% play. He can't be dropped no matter what. Um, and then I think they're probably going to play Kostic and Kambi also.
0: I, I can't imagine anything different. Um, only... also on the right, you're saying? If... Yeah,
3: I think I yeah. think that's probably what they're going to do because Iling never plays on the right. Kostic has to play on the left, and considering McKennie's a doubt and may have to play in midfield now, it's probably going to be him. Um, and then I'm, to me, I, I know me and Nick have differentiating opinions. I would love Vavice to start. I think Vavice is quite in a clear way the best striker we have striker not forward i think kiesa is better um or at least you know is in better form but in terms between keen milik and Vlaovic, i do think Vlaovic is better i do agree with him though um his form right now isn't great and that could be a risk however i don't think the other guys are world beaters either like keen does a lot of hard work but this guy still has zero goals and assists whether he should with the offside rule is a different thing but whether he should have a goal or not that's up to be debated but then he'll also miss a sitter from like six yards or he'll just go missing Milik is a really good sub if you just want to you know like swing the ball in and pray I think these are the games that you have to play Volovic he cost the club a lot of money he is supposed to be the man with Chiesa they do have good chemistry and I know the teams were not amazing but when they started the season they were fantastic together so I can't see the reason why he would be benched if he is fit but yeah I guess we'll have to see closer to the game itself
0: Johnny, so the Inter lineup is, is as expected, um, ex- except for our defense, which has been the best in the league so far. There's going to be some changes with Bastoni's injury, not expected to return until maybe Napoli, but likely it's going to be Udinese. How do you expect us to line up? Um, and are you confident with the, um, you know, I guess the backups you could say that we're going to be throwing out there on Sunday?
2: Yeah, to be honest, I'm, I'm I'm very confident with our our cover for our center backs that are going to be out, you know, between Darmian and Acherbi stepping into the left and right center back roles. And we know it's going to be De Vrij in the middle. Uh, I mean, they've, they've worked well for us in the past. They've worked for, well for us in the beginning of the year. So I'm, I'm not too concerned with that. You know, our midfield's going to be the same. We come back really with, well, from the players that did go out, we come back with no injuries. So um, outside, well, outside of Bastoni.
0: But um, a lot of minutes though, a lot, a of, lot minutes.
2: of minutes for, yeah, some of those, Italians, those older guys for sure. Yeah. But I think, listen, I, I think Inzaghi knows how to rotate them and rest them like to not over, overextend them leading up to the match. You know, they they might get a lighter workload in training Um, midfield, sh- you know, should be our, our typical midfield three there. And then up front, we know who we're going to have. And, and with DiMarco, ironically playing his first 90 minutes back to back not even just you know he doesn't even play 90 minutes for the club now he's done it twice for the country so at least we know he has 90 minutes in him which is something we always used to make fun of that he never had that so
0: um Augusto also put with the in coverage a coverage we have shift. who did Carlos Carlos also put in a 90 minute shift against Brazil so that that left hand side for, oh, yeah. for Brazil that left hand side's been been worked this international break
2: yeah, no, it definitely has, and and you know Dumfries played played big minutes for for Holland, um, but I feel pretty good about everybody coming back, and you know I'm I'm confident with that back line. I really am. I mean, acerbi has been a beast. Uh, I really can't say anything bad about him. I would have been more concerned really if Bastoni was playing in this game more so than one of the other guys, just because I feel like defensively he he's just taken a step back, and I just don't feel comfortable with him. You know, back there, I, I think that he would have problems with Cambiaso coming at him. And, and, you know, if you have Cambiaso and Chiesa, let's say, on the right side, and then you have DiMarco and Bastoni back there, that's, that's not the most comforting guys uh, defensively to, to to handle both of them. So
0: um, I'm actually okay with, with what we have going there. And, Johnny, we'll stay with you. Who is your danger man for Juventus? Does anybody on the team sort of, you know, you you perk up a little bit and you say we need to pay attention to them a little bit more. How, how do you how do you see Juventus being able to punish Inter on Sunday, if anyone? I mean, honestly, if if it wasn't <laughs>
2: if Allegri wasn't the coach, I would be more concerned with with uh, with Chiesa, Of course, I mean, we saw the impact he had for the national team when he's able to attack and and not just disappear again. I. I'm, listen it's no disrespect to to the players that you I just don't fear them because of the way they're deployed, not so much of their abilities and talents. I just think that they're not used to the best of their abilities. you know when you have Chiesa, who's better on the left side playing up front as a striker that kind of takes away from from his abilities and and being able to attack space and 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 get in behind defenders use his pace, which is a weapon like we don't have the fastest center backs, so like why would you not want him to play out wide like maybe like do something like a three four three and then have him on the left and maybe Vlaovic up front and someone else on the right, then then you have something to that I would be a little worried about, you know? Although I think um De Vrij would be able to handle Vlaovic. Darmian would struggle with Chiesa, I I think. You know, that that pace would be something he would he would have to rely on Dumfries to assist him or or someone else. Well, actually nobody else really would be able to do it. It would have to be Dumfries, so um yeah, I think um we we get pretty fortunate that these guys are somewhat played out of position for the most part, so
0: Nick, after hearing that, I mean, we did just watch Kiesa put in a couple couple great performances for the national team, albeit in a different position. Do you agree with Johnny's assessment of of how he's being used at Juventus or um do you agree that, you know, he's potentially the the danger man for you guys?
3: No, Johnny's spot on. 100%. He's 100% spot on, honestly. um, I can't disagree with that. And everything you said was true, honestly. I do think that he is, is the danger man. Yeah, okay, it's a bit biased. But out of everyone in that team, I think the, like, the most direct player and by far the most pacey player, other than maybe like Illing Jr. who like doesn't exist apparently and never plays any minutes, um, is him. And I do think that if he was playing in his natural position, like we see when he plays for Italy, he plays specifically off the left. Um, it can make a huge difference, right? I actually really like Darmian. I think Darmian's a very underrated defender. Um, And even again, like when he played for Italy, I thought he was really good too. Um, I just think that he could be taken advantage of if Chies is allowed to use his pace. The problem is, is when he plays this second striker, which again, is not his position. I, I know Allegri wants him to be, and I get what he's saying when he's like, this guy should score 14, 15 goals a season. He should. I don't think he's being put in the best position to do so. And even though he plays as a second striker, a lot of the time he's like touching the touchline, like 80% of the game. He's right on the left where Kostic should be or where also should be. And I feel like now he's less against Darmian, who could be taken a bit more advantage of physically. And then you're against Dumfries, who I know is uh, you know Johnny's favorite player. But um, I would say, you know, physically, that is a lot more of a challenge for him. You know, he can get bodied for 90 minutes if he really, you know, is not 100% on it. So I do think if anyone, it's going to be him. And hopefully his pace can still create. But Vlaovic isn't exactly the most mobile player. And yeah, I mean, if the team stays compact, I can't see a lot of like, you know, constant chances. There's going to be chances here and there.
0: Nicholas, uh, when you look at Inter's, uh, Inter's roster and the potential um, that we have on the pitch, is there anyone from Inter that you need to keep particular mind of um, in order to not get not get beat?
1: Lautaro. Simple as that. I mean, he's having a fantastic season. He's uh, what? Fifteen goals now. Almost. Is it? F- is it? Is it? F- I think 15 it's fifteen, 15 goals 13. all, all, all 15 comps.
2: All, fifteen all comps.
0: Yeah. Fifteen all comps.
1: Yeah, 12 City, something like that. I think he, it's crazy. He's insane. Like he, He's so good. And then it, it, it's not only him, right? It, it's Turam and him. It's it's the combination. Um, Because, you know, I don't – I like Martinez. I like, I like Lattaro, but I don't think he's a player who's going to do it all by himself. You know, I, I think you guys agree. He always needs that playmaker with him, which, you know, is not a bad thing. You know, as a striker, you always – uh, you know, as long as you're getting fed proper balls and you can put them away – that's all you want from a striker, right? So uh, between the, them two, I think if they're going to get behind, especially if Juve plays in a, 3-5 t- a 3-5-2, if they get behind the wingers, like it's done. It's done. Um, that's, you know, I, I think if, if Inter wins the game, it, it's a good, it, it's going to be because of a goal from them. It's not going to be because of a goal on a on a corner from uh, from anybody else or something like that. Something like a, a bad goal, it's going probably going to be on a, on a counter or something, just a fast break fast-paced goal that you know we, we we we've seen them score a few times this season and uh yeah for sure i'm worried about more than i'm worried about them more than anything else uh, they're just they're just too good and and you know what like i don't like inter as a team but i, I like those two players like just watching them because i know how good they are
0: yeah for me um inter is going to be most dangerous through DiMarco uh on sunday i just think the Juve's um, problems in terms of injuries for for the wing, you know, potentially Cambiaso coming in, him being inexperienced in these sort of big matches. Uh, I think Dimarco is going to be is going to be the guy to watch. He's you know he's scored against Juve before. Potentially you know movement of Turam and Lautaro brings Gatti out of position and allows Dimarco to get even even more space on the left hand side. So. I'm looking for uh for Federico to put in a shift on Sunday. Johnny, what about you? Who do you think is uh Inter's danger man? Who do you expect us to uh to lean on?
2: Yeah, I think it's gonna be Lauti as well. Um you know, he shows up in the big games for us. He always seems to perform or come up with something big. Um and it doesn't always have to be on the score sheet, but it could be like a key assist. Um so I think that he is gonna be the key. I also did put some money on Barella getting his first goal of the season this game. So I have a feeling that he might get on the score sheet, but we'll see, man. Like I'm, 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 I'm honestly confident with the form of a lot of, a lot of the players in the lineup. I mean, I think the only guy that I would have a problem with is, is Mikitarian, but what are the alternatives? You know, nobody really excites me there. Um, I have not been the biggest fan of, of Fratesi so far. Um, I mean everybody knows I wanted I wanted some over him and for whatever reason Sensi doesn't doesn't seem to be a favorite of Obinzaghi like they're already talking about him being on his way out in January and I don't I don't understand it because when you look at the team and you look at the players in the midfield I would put him in terms of skill probably behind Barella as the best midfielder that we have to be quite honest sure you have to worry about the injuries but I think talent wise He's unbelievable, and I don't know why he doesn't get minutes i would I would be starting him literally every time over Mickey Tar and if he gets hurt, okay, well then you have Mickey, you know like that's that that's why you have him in my opinion, but until he's hurt, I don't see why why he's used or I don't see why he's not used is what i mean um it just it it drives me it drives me insane that Inzagi just doesn't doesn't utilize this guy, but yeah, that's uh that's where I'm at with those guys.
3: I agree. I don't understand right. why he's not used more. I think he's. I think he's such a good player. I don't. I, I don't know why he's still sitting. Like yeah, they're, after they're week.
2: saying Genoa is going to try to buy him in, in January. No January. Genoa is a, a pretty solid team, yeah. and if Genoa get him, I mean, him with Goodmanson and and Rithighi, like he's going to be like just providing assists for those guys all game.
3: I so. I don't think he would downgrade after 5 months to that level. Like I know like they're like an interesting team, but I feel like going from Inter to Genoa with him like a 5 month. I mean, he period... went, he went to
2: Sampdoria. He went to Sampdoria, you know, when Inter were in a title race, and I think if we would have had him, we don't we don't lose to Milan that year.
3: That's true, honestly. <laughs> it's just, it's just it's
2: just I think he wants to he just wants to play, and I don't blame him.
0: Yeah, with the Euros <laughs> coming up, he's got to get as many minutes as possible to even you know, potentially have be a factor chance. in yeah. that midfield, which he should, you know, again, like Johnny said, like in terms of talent, he's he's up there for Italy. So, um, yeah, that's probably why that move is going to be made. This game is being played uh, at the Allianz. A lot of Juventini have been super unhappy with the play style that Allegri has has um, has set you guys up in this year. But obviously it's been very effective. The more and more I was thinking about this game, I don't see Juventus changing their style, despite the fact that this game is is taking place at home. I do foresee them conceding the ball to Inter and you know, playing that sort of defensive game plan. Is that the right approach for Allegri, or should he sort of let the boys loose a little bit? You're at home, you're in front of your own fans. Should you go for it against the title holders that are a few points ahead of you? Nicholas, what do you think? It's uh, like...
1: Juve's, what? Uh, the record, nine wins, two draws and a loss. They've lost one game. That was the game against the Solo. Weird game. Own goal at the end. Let's chalk it off as match fixing or something. I don't know. You you gotta do what works, right? Like we know this is gonna be a low scoring game. You look back, um, the past derbies. Last year it was two nothing UV one nothing, Juve, at least in the city uh Copa Italia, I think it was one nothing inter. 1-1. I forget the other score in the, and one one in the first in the first leg. This, this is never a high scoring affair besides probably that game in, in 2018 or, or that other game in, in 2021 with the 3-2 with those weird penalties. Um, we know what to expect from Allegri, like it or not. I know Nick doesn't like it. You know me, I like it if it's effective. As long as you get the three points, I don't care if it's one nothing or five nothing win. Three points is three points. So if Juve comes away with three points, it's one nothing and they score in the 82nd minute on a on a on a corner kick goal for Milik, I'm celebrating the same way as if Chiesa gets a hat trick and, and Vlovic score scores four. So they're not gonna come out flying. It's gonna be a very tactical match. We know we know that between the two coaches. Um there's gonna be a lot of yelling from the sidelines. There's gonna be keeps key substitutions. This this game is played between the twenty two guys on the field plus you know the 10 subs plus the coach.
0: Plus the ref. It's
1: it's, it, it's fun to watch. Plus the refs, I think it's going to be Guida, which we know there's going to be a controversial call, probably in favor of Inter, but uh, but yeah, it's it's a chess match out there.
0: Nick, you're you're shaking your head. I guess you're not not in agreement on the sit back and uh, you know shut down the hatches against this high flying <laughs> Inter side.
3: See, like normally, like I actually agree with a lot of what Nick said. Like honestly, at the end of the day. Like, I remember I tweeted, like, before the international break, like, it showed, like, Juve's schedule, right? And I think they're playing, they're playing Inter at home, they're playing Monza away, they're playing Napoli at home, they're playing, like, they're playing pretty difficult games in the next six. And I said, if they get, like, 13 plus points out of 18, like, you know what? Fair play. I'll embrace this, like, Allegri terrorism tactic where they just want to just get outplayed by everyone. Um, I'm fine with that. And I agree. If I, if you can guarantee right now it's a horrendous game, but Juve's going to win 1 nothing with a, like, excuse my language, like a shithousery goal or something like that, I'm cool with it. I agree. Winning is the most important thing. The problem is I I just feel like inevitably their luck is going to run out. Now, some people will say it's not luck. It's just Allegri's, like, tactics. Like, oh, it's just his defensive tactics. But, like, I feel like the results kind of cover over the cracks for a good amount of games. There are games where he does outplay the team. Like, for example, like, the Verona game that we won won 1-0, right, with the Cambioso, like, extra time winner. Yeah, that game was only one nothing, but we should have won by a lot more. So, like, that's okay, right? But then you look at, like, the Fiorentina game that we won, right? Like, that was maybe the most hideous game of football I've watched in years. Like, I cannot believe we escaped with a win there. And then you see, like, we play Calgary at home, and we have two center backs scoring our goals. I actually talked to my brother, and I think it was October 6th was the last time a forward player had scored. And September 20-something was the last time that a midfielder a defender did not contribute to a goal in a game. And it's like, don't get me wrong. I don't care who scores. I don't need Chiesa to score all the goals. I don't need Wawic to score all the goals. I just feel like eventually, you know, one of these posts that go out or one of these, you know, shots that get blocked in the very last second, that it goes in or it doesn't get blocked. And then all of a sudden, these these credited, like, you know, tactics that Allegri is getting these one nothings like, It's just going to run out. Like, I'm not saying they're going to get battered 5-1 or anything. But, like, last season, they went eight games in a row. They won. I don't think they conceded a goal in eight. And then they got smashed against Napoli, right? So, like, eventually, like, it's going to catch up to you. And I think that's what a lot of the frustration is with, like, certain fans, like myself or, like, other people. I just feel like it's not going to last forever. And I'm not saying, like, they have to win every game. But if you keep playing this way and absorbing and absorbing pressure you're just going to pay at some point, like some point, the luck is not going to be on your side and it's going to go on the inside of the post or that header is going to go in or a defender is going to make a mistake. Like it's just, it's really just like expecting that everyone is always going to be on the top of their game. And that's just not how it works. Right. It
1: If you, if you look at it another way, you know, you're saying it's what since September 21st, that uh, a midfielder or defender has, contributed offensively, right? Yeah, sorry. That it, was, was it was
3: Basically, I think it was September 22nd or something like that, I can confirm. But it's like like the end of September that a defender or midfielder did not contribute to a game. And again, I don't mind if they score. Like, I'm not saying that's a, obviously, it's not a bad thing. It's just, if you look since October 6th, every game that we've had, which is like five, six games, a midfielder or defender only has scored. So none of our forwards have scored in two months.
1: If you look at it another way, you know once once the forwards start scoring you know we'll have contributions from forwards midfield and defender then we'll w- then we'll be winning no, games I, two
3: nothing <laughs> I agree like you know? i mean you can't argue like you can't argue with that so, i just feel like we're not placed it, in the it, positions to do it, so like
1: <laughs> like the forwards not scoring that's you know it's below the mean obviously you know all these all these goals from midfielder and and defenders that's above the mean too you know things are going to regress back to the mean eventually but like, as long as somebody scores, right? You know, it doesn't really matter who. You know, look at Italy 2006. We had goal contribution from Grosso that brought us to the final. No, nobody's no, complaining no. that he was a left back. Allegri would have played like him as a left depend back, you you
3: know, a Bremer header every game. Or, or like, a random, like, <laughs> no, you know, know. wing-back goal. Like, it's just, like, eventually, like... I mean, look at Inter. Like, players on Inter score, you know what I mean? Wing-back score. DeMarco gets his goal. A centre-back will get a goal. But you still have as a consistent factor. Like, you know the Ram is going to create something, or Lotaro is going to ha- come clutch with a goal or an assist or something like that. And I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not sitting here arguing that every player is the exact same quality. But I think it's wrong to like depreciate the quality of at least the starting forwards on Juventus. Like, there are good players there with very good talent. And like we said before, I, just, I don't feel like they're being used 100% to their capabilities.
0: Johnny, do you have any doubts um, for Inter's ability to, to break up this This Allegri terrorist ball, if they do decide to put 11 behind the ball and, you know, stuff up all the passing lanes and and make this a frustrating game, do you think this team has shown the maturity to be able to to handle that uh, and find a way? Or do you have any concerns about us being able to get that breakthrough? To be honest, I don't.
2: Um, I think we do have the maturity as opposed to years past where... You know we would probably get frustrated and allow that game to end a nil nil draw or give up a late goal where we lose it one nil. Um, now I'm not trying to, I'm not saying that uh, Juve is at the same level at Empoli, but if you look at the Inter game against Empoli, that was a very frustrating game for us. Like we weren't really like they were sitting ten men back, we weren't really able to break them down. I mean it felt like they were playing very patient and they were still attacking and and trying to create opportunities. Um, they just weren't able to get that goal, and it wasn't until the DiMarco wonder strike that we ended up getting all three points. Um, and maybe it will take something like that against Juve to to be able to break them down. It, I mean, you know, like I could see them being a little bit more organized and having obviously much more skill um, defensively. You know, you know, I mean, Bremer's been fantastic this season, so he may be a guy who knows he may frustrate um, Lattar. Or he may be, you know, able to contain Toudam and his pace and stuff. He does have pace himself, so. Um, it'll definitely be a game that'll be difficult to get on the score sheet. But I I don't think... Where we had problems with Lautaro, you know, maybe finishing in years past, he definitely seems to have unleashed another level um, in terms of his finishing as well. So I I definitely feel more confident at maybe, you know, if if it gets down to it, where the 82nd, 83rd minute, you know, maybe he'll be able to get a late wonder goal or, or, you know, just be able to find space in the box to get a nice header whatever it may be so i'm i'm not too nervous about it now i mean you know maybe if we're we're chasing the game and we're we're down you know a goal then i might get a little bit more concerned because then i think U of it has obviously the skill to just be able to shut it down and then we have we we may not be able to get those those opportunities to to create chances so
0: yeah we typically tend to do better against teams that come at us because we're the most effective team on the counter-attack in Serie A, the most goals scored on the the counter-attack in Serie A. So this team thrives when they're able to use the pace uh, up top that Turam has to use the pace that we have on the wings, you know, Dumfries has pace, DiMarco has pace, but I look and explode into space. And we have the, the distributors to be able to get them the ball. Chalonoglu and Bastoni have been some of the best progressive passers in, in all of Europe this year. So it is going to be interesting to see how they handle having to play against a team that is likely going to tighten things up. Um, and then you're doing it away from home right so the the crowd does become a factor if you're you know in terms of getting frustrated if you're unable to break that down um early on so it'll, it'll definitely be an interesting matchup i think Inzaghi is the more tactically astute manager but uh, Allegri you know continues to get <laughs> to get the results somehow some way he's continued to do it so it'll be an interesting uh an interesting match on sunday um one that i think is going to be you know has the potential for the the best game of the year um if the refs don't don't decide to get too involved which i think every as much as i can say that it's a concern of mine i think everyone in this uh, on this podcast right now is concerned about the referees given the controversies that we see we've been seeing in sedia and and actually all throughout europe it's been uh A disaster this year so we'll see how things shake out let's uh go on on,
1: sorry we already know like to be assigned this game as referee like this is like pure pressure this is almost world cup final as a referee like they're gonna you know whatever they they do they're gonna be scrutinized you know i'm not i'm not here to defend preemptively defend whatever wita does i know he's not he's not the best option but like it's a tough job we, we'll we'll still make fun of them
2: though it's a tough I mean, job I, and but i do but i do think dovetti would have been like whenever he's refereed the the Uva games it's fair both ways like he is so yeah. balanced like that, Dude, that how do you not put him in every single one of the derby matches like i yeah. i never worry
1: hey, he's so scary man like I'd be shitting bricks if he like if he came to yell at me. Yeah, he
2: yeah, yell, like yeah, he doesn't like like no. You see, like nobody actually talks back to him. Like nobody like ever like tries no. to like argue a call. Like they just they respect him, and I think it's because they know he is like the most fair and like commanding referee out there. So it just it makes no you know Guida, and 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 you know who's the other guy that I can't stand the blonde dude,
1: Keefe. Uh, uh, I know what you're I know what you're talking about. He kind of looks I like think a it's woman. Keithy,
2: yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, kifi Yeah. Daniel. Daniel yeah, kifi, okay, that's yeah. it. He's another idiot of a ref. Like, my gosh.
0: <laughs> yeah, I uh, don't even anyway. like these days. It's not even just looking at who's refing the game. You have to check who's in the VAR as well. And it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> you yeah, oh know, another one that we don't love. So, yeah, we don't want to make it about referees, mm-hmm. but it's just, uh, you can't talk yeah, about you old... that are, yeah, you know, without no, bringing just, up the referees because there's yeah. been so many things.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I, we just hope that, they like, nothing that they do dictates the outcome of the match. Like, either way, like, I don't want to win a game because Guida gives, like, the weakest penalty either, you know? Like, it's – because then, you, like, the things that I would get upset about, like, I, I wouldn't – like, I understand, like, when other rivals get upset about certain things like that, so – I want it to be because of the play on the pitch, and not because of the influence of a referee for either team.
0: Yeah, let's see if we're able to get uh, the first clean derby between these two <laughs> in a long time. Um, all right, I don't know if you guys have seen this guy. He's blowing up on TikTok. He's the Aoji guy that goes through the starting lineups for all the teams and decides who's who's better and who's uh, who's not. So let's do that with uh Juventus and Inter. They're both gonna be lining up in a three-five two formation. So this will be, you know, easy for us to uh to go through here. So let's start with the goalkeepers. We'll go by positional groups instead of doing each individual player. So let's start with the goalkeepers. Nicholas, who gets the advantage? Sommer or Chesney? That's tough. That's tough. Uh
1: I, I haven't seen, I haven't watched summer enough to to make a judgment. I know he makes really good saves in tournaments for Switzerland. I don't know if he's the same for Inter. I, I, I think you could even throw this in as a draw. Like Chesney is good, but he just makes stupid mistakes sometimes.
0: Nick, you were shaking. And that right your head. there yep. is, why,
2: is why Jan
3: Sommer's the winner.
2: No, <laughs> <Somers> I. Sommer made.
3: <laughs> I, like, I kind of just agree. Like, I actually do, like, I do see him. And I actually, like, Johnny, you can back this. Like, I think he's a great goalie. I think he's underrated. I've sang his praises. I just don't think there's a huge difference. Like, I would not be upset if you say Sommer, but, like, to, for people to be like, oh, no, obviously he's better than Chesney. And, like, I, I don't really see where the obvious comes in. Like, okay, I've given Chesney his slander so badly especially the start of the season two years ago where he like had like slip up after slip up like i think i was his biggest hater but like he kind of like overall really brought it around and he is very consistent especially in big game moments so like i don't know i'm not bothered i i would be okay if you put either i i think from this season alone so far i would slightly side with sommer but like i don't think it's i think it's like 51 49 like it's like that close probably sommer though
0: Johnny, I know the answer, but just give it to us. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's summer, and it's not, I mean,
2: I would say more it's sixty forty for me. Like it's no disrespect to Chesney, but like I just think that yeah, the the games I have seen him, he has made some errors, and I haven't seen that from Summer. Like so, like I'm talking about like this season. Like I'm not just gonna go based on like full careers. Like then we can get into a much more I I could see like a fit. Like you could flip a coin between the two if you want to be honest, but. <clears throat> but for right now, like I feel much more confident with with Sommer than I do with Chesney.
0: Yeah, I have to lean. I have to lean Sommer just because it has felt really safe back there this year. Um, having watched every minute, like it's just, it's just felt really safe. Um, I, I really like him as a goalkeeper, so I'm gonna lean Sommer as well. Alright, this should be interesting. Let's go to the defense. Let's say Inter goes with Darmian, Devrai and Acerbi, and Juventus goes with Gatti, Bremer, and Rugani. Johnny, I'll start with you.
2: In terms of a collective, I like the collective what Inter has, but Bremer is the best one out of all of them. If we're being honest, like I think that's I, f- fair. I, I, yeah, like listen, it was always I wanted Bremer. That's no secret. Like I mean, I, I wanted him to be the guy to to take over in the in the center for us, and I think that he would have been massive. You know, imagine Bremer, Pavard, and Bastoni. Like phew, my gosh, like that would just be nasty. But yeah, no. Uh, in terms of, like, a start at, like, the back three as a whole, like, I mean, right now you could say <clears throat> Bremer and Achetebi have been the, the two best center backs. I love DeVry. I think DeVry has actually been better than Achetebi. I mean, I can understand, like, what people are saying. Achetebi's played more minutes and stuff. Um, but Bremer and, and Achetebi have been the two best. So, like, you know, Bremer's one, one. You got Achetebi two. So, that I think because of DeVry and Darmian playing the way that they have and the form that they have. I mean, like like Nicholas said earlier, like Rugani, you, you don't mention him, so that's a good thing. Like, I mean, I actually wanted him to get called up when Toloi went down because I thought he was deserving of that 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 opportunity. Um, but yeah, I, I would, I feel better about our
0: like back three as a whole over over that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the same and I'll say that defensively, maybe it's negligible between the two groups, but I think our distribution out the back is is better. Um I think Gachadby and Darmian are, are more effective in terms of the distribution. Devrai is very safe, uh, with his passing, but I think Acherbi and and uh Darmian are better distributors than what you have on the outside with Gatti and uh and Rugani. Mick, what do you think?
3: Sorry, just to clarify, is this uh? Sorry, no. Nick. Um, just to clarify, is this are you choosing like overall which is better? Are you making combined like eleven from these two positions?
0: Not a combined eleven, just like which positional group is better than the okay. other. Okay. Okay, as a whole, Inter for sure. I, as I would a
3: definitely whole. say that. Yeah, as as a whole, Inter. Um, I do think Rugani deserves his flowers, though. I I do think like. I do think he should have been sold a couple years ago, to be quite honest, but now that he's still here and somehow survived this long, like, whenever you call upon him, he's been, like, very solid. So, I definitely think that, like, he's decent. I think Gaddy's pretty good. I don't know. I think some people are hyping him up too high. Like, I see people that are like, oh, yeah, he should start beside Bastoni for the Italy, and, like, absolutely not. I think he's too rash. And also, if you like, I think he's kind of like trying to be Benucci like way too hard. Like, if you see him actually in games try to hit long passes, it's like painful to like the cornea. Like, it's like it's awful to like watch that happen. Um, because he misplaces like every pass. As an overall unit, I'd say Inter. Um, as an individual, I think it's Bremer. So like, if we were doing this like hypothetically, I would just take Bremer and just put him into Inter's defense, and then you pick whoever you want for the other two. I think any of Inter's defenders right now are better than everyone that isn't. Bremer, honestly
0: all right that's three referring there nicholas are you gonna are you gonna put it yeah. up for the home team or are you gonna <laughs> like i i, I want to be
1: biased and i i want to say as a whole uh you just because i feel like like you said devries would start is bastoni is he hurt? hurt
0: yeah so it's going to be a chat to be out on the is left he's hurt, right. huh? yeah. and devra in the middle
1: Like I know, Attribe just had a good game for Italy against Ukraine, but uh, yeah, he's he's not a Cherby of like 2020 or 2021. He's, he's better. Like,
0: <laughs> he's better.
1: <laughs> he's better. I I know I know John Marco likes Darmian. Um, he's a solid player. He's like he's like uh, Rugani. He's a solid player. Like you're not gonna talk about him. He does his job and and that's it. Obviously, like you guys said, Bremer's the best player. Like I still wanna. Like, I'm going to go by, so I'm going to say Juve as a whole in this game without, because Bastonia is out for Inter, I'm going to say as a whole, Juve's three is better.
0: Okay. Don't get me wrong. I'm like, back, so I, I back
3: supporting it. I do. <laughs> 100%. And like, I want to as well. I, yeah. just, I just think as an overall cohesive unit, it's just quite hard. But I do think that they have a lot of quality as well. I agree in it.
0: This one, I think, is is straightforward. Let's look at the wing backs here: Di Marco and Dumfries for Inter, and uh, let's say Kostic and Cambiaso for Juventus. Nicholas, who's the uh, who's the superior group there?
1: Wing backs. I mean, we, we know it's Inter. We know it's just just Di Marco alone just carries. We know it's Inter. Not even a debate. or something.
3: <laughs> Nick, you go, too. Go ahead, go ahead, Nick.
0: You, no, you, see, you seem a little upset. No, 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 hundred percent. No, 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 no.
3: I listen. Like I could not see a bigger disparity in my life. Not only is Demarco great, Costage is an idiot, and I will literally fight anyone on X or any person who reps this guy. He is so shit. Like I, he's so bad. Like I think I saw a picture the other day for Serbia. I think he went like zero for five dribbles, like eleven percent cross accuracy. Oh my god, he's he was two, two for 18 yeah, on dude, like he, he's so bad. I don't understand how he starts. I think he's just PR, and this is like what makes me angry is that Allegri has his favorites. I know every manager does, but like he's bad. You know what? Honestly, I think, I know he's been playing on the left, but I think if you genuinely played Cambiasso consistently on the right, I, I actually think Dumfries is like decent. I know you guys all hate him. I think he's decent, but I don't think it's super far off. If you were to play Campy also, I think if you gave him minutes to prove himself, I think he could do a very good job. Um, but in terms of like just overall fullbacks, yeah. no, it's Enter for sure. Like yeah. Yeah.
0: Johnny, I assume you're on the same team here.
2: <clears throat> I mean, yeah. I mean, listen and when 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 Cambiaso was at the at, uh, at Genoa and they got relegated, I wanted to buy him. Like I wanted him over over Bellanova. Like I thought that he would have been the perfect guy for us, especially with his ability to play both both sides. Yep. I was like, Look at that, you got a guy who's interchangeable, you lose like you lose Dumfries, you could throw him there. DiMarco's tired, you could throw him there. Gozins gets hurt, you got him back in like you had him you would have had him be able, being able to cover both sides. Um it's disappointing that we didn't get both because that's that's actually what I wanted. I mean, especially with how cheap we got Bellanova on loan, and then what we could have bought him for, and then the same thing with with uh, with Gambiasso. It's it's a little frustrating. I think they're the same thing that that Nick said. If he gets more minutes, I I, I mean, you see the talent, bro. It, it, he has it. Like he can play defensively. He's good going forward. I don't get why he doesn't get more minutes. Um, but yeah, I would take Allegri
0: is the reason why.
2: I mean yeah, but I would but I would take DiMarco and Dumfries, yeah, as a as a whole. Um and even with the way Carlos Augusto has been playing off the bench for us too, like that's that's a nice uh nice guy to be able to to call upon from the bench.
0: All right, I think this this is actually maybe a bigger disparity than the wingbacks, but uh Nick, I'll kick it to you. Make your case for why Rabiot, McKennie and Miretti <laughs> would be better than Barella, Mkhitaryan and Chalobah. Uh, listen, if listen you can... Dude.
3: Listen, considering this is not a, uh, a combined eleven, and we're just saying which department is better, I'm going back. I'm taking my goalie back because it's getting kind of bad um, hearing all this. You know, <laughs> Going through this is getting kind of tough. Um, no, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. I do think if we're talking about like if everyone's fit, and you could just like pick players. I do think you can make a case for Locatelli to make the midfield. However, he's not playing and we're not doing that. We're saying which department is better. No, I, 100%. Uh, like, I'm, I'm, I actually don't want to get into it, but Inter just landslide wins that. 100%. Because Rabio is. Um, Nick will disagree with me, but I have my personal opinions on him. Um, I think Moretti's very good, but he's raw. Like he does need a lot of ability, like final pass, like decision making. He does need development, but I think there is the talent there. I I think McKenny's absolutely a backup, like one hundred percent. I think he's been very good on the wing, but I again, even in wing back, I do think if Wey is fit, I don't know why we're not playing him because he just he has like a work, an absolute like engine on him, right? Um,
0: I, yeah, no. <laughs> in terms of midfield, absolutely not. It's one hundred percent injured. Nicholas, can you make a case for Juve, or is this the landslide?
1: I, I can make a case that R- Rabiot starts in your midfield in place of uh, Mkhitaryan. I'm, That's it. Like if you're gonna take, it, it, yeah, Jamarco, you're yeah, yeah, shocked yeah. from that. But no, if you're gonna like, take, you know, if you're gonna take three players to start, you go Barella, uh, you go uh, Barella hot and Rabiot. I actually can't I, hate that. I
3: can't you know, I hate that. Yeah, I don't. I cannot yeah, take Rabiot in that midfield, no.
1: Like L- Locatelli. On Inter, he's a bench player. he's a bench he's player. A
3: bench would player be so... No, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen.
0: You move he's Kalinoglu. not he's starting over eight? Hakan, that's for sure.
3: I think, no. I think, personally, he moves. First of all, Oglu is, like, no. I, that's a different conversation. If you want to go through individuals, we can have a conversation. I, I don't really rate him that high, but I'm not saying displace him. I'm saying move him to an eight. You put Wokitelli as the six. Despite the fact that he's not a six, he's an eight, but we've been, you know, Unfortunately, brainwashed. So better yet, you know what? Keep Kalinoglu there. He goes over Mikatari 100. percent There's no way that in one of those two players, he does not start. I, absolutely not. And Rabio does not start over either of them
0: either. If you take one midfielder, it's Locatelli 100. Johnny, what would your combined uh, midfield here look like? Are you still taking all three <laughs> of our guys? Or I definitely wouldn't wouldn't displace Hakon at Gista with anyone at Juventus. I think he's been one of the best yeah, in no, europe hakan, that hakan would yeah. not be
2: hakan would not be displaced at regista but who would i consider starting
0: over? i could take rabio over Mikitarian just because of the physicality um it's much better I could, than i could too but i, I get there's things with rabio that that just infuriate
2: me but also i mean as an interista I, when i watch him i love it because i'm like look how dumb this guy is and he just gets to start week in and week out. I'm like, I love it. And every time there's like, oh, they might not extend them. Oh, Veronique might want him to go somewhere. I'm Veronique. like, no, 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 no. Baby, baby, <laughs> let's let's negotiate. Let's let's stay. Let's stay. <laughs> there's no reason to go. Uh, because yeah, he just he does things that I'm like, my goodness, how do you how do you get away with that? Like, and you continue to start. Like the things that frustrate me about Mikitarian are similar to the things that frustrate me would well would frustrate me about, about Rabio. So I, I mean, yes, the physicality would be would be better there, and he has more pace than Mickey. but I, mm, I don't know. And I'm not the biggest Fagioli fan. I think Miretti's still a little too young. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't make a case for, for any of them. I, I think Miretti
0: can I, grow into the player that... I think he could definitely grow, yes. He would make the team... Not yeah, but he's, he's cool not there yet. yet. But I love Miretti, Chalhanoglu. He's 20. He's 20. He 20? Yeah. He's 20? 20. yeah.
1: He's twenty, like he's that's Nine. so young. Like like you said, Nick he he, he needs he needs hit the gym oh, a bit. Yeah, yeah. Like he's, he's gotten better. Last last year, like you know, it's like man, this guy's not at the pro level. Like he's just not strong enough. Like you see an improvement this year. He's definitely not like uh, every game starter or anything, but he's getting better. That's what you want to see, young players. Like twenty years old, that's that's really young for uh, to play against these guys like ten years older than him who are who are build, like, a wall,
3: I, you know, like, you just need to hit the gym. Like, I know, obviously, we have doping and, like, gambling merchants on our team, which obviously kind of do open up some spots, like, to our team, like, obviously. But I do think Moretti, like, even if everyone was fit, like, I think he should honestly play a decent amount of games. Not start every game, but, like, I think he should play, like, 50% of games. Because, like, how is he going to develop that unless you send him on loan for years and years? I'm like, I don't want that for him. I know some players it works out well. Like, look at Sule. Like, Sule's cooking after Oshione. Um, but I think he's like decent. He just needs time, right? Which is cool. Like I, I he's twenty. Like fuck, like I'm twenty five. You know what I mean? Like, Christiano
2: like, just picked up the, picked up the option on 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 Sule. No, there's no
3: option on Sule. do Don't do it. There. I know. That, no, don't even don't even joke with <laughs> me with that. I, I would be so upset. So the the guy, I would be so upset, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, they just I, signed I, it right now. Actually, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it actually came out about like, thirty seconds ago. Oh, look, just came up on
2: Gazeta right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I see it, on the headline.
3: But um. No, I, I honestly, guys, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I promise I don't have an agenda. Listen, all right, really quickly. When we signed Rabio, we signed Ramsey in that same summer. We both, we signed them both for free. And everyone, or let's say everyone, let's say a majority of people were hyped and they were like, oh, we're signing Ramsey. Oh, yeah, you know, like he's decent, like he could be a decent option for free. This is good UVA free business, you know, like what they're known for. And I promise you, I was one of the only people that I'm like, honestly, I'm more excited for Rabio because he was decent at PSG. He was young. He had the potential. Like, I really, really, really wanted it to work. He's just an idiot. Like, he just, like, and, like, your midfield is so smart, generally. Like, Varela is an incredible player. I love Varela. I think he's by, but well, not by far, but he is the best midfielder in the league, for sure, in my opinion. Um, I think Kalinoglu is good. I think he definitely has his weaknesses, but I think he's good. Look at I think people just forget how good he was and how good he can be. And I think people just realize that he's out of position. Like, he has to control the game. Like, he's not pure low. I know people say, like, oh, connections. Like, you know, Juventus, midfielder, you know, like, play us in front of the back line. He's not. And, like, I actually, in preparation for this, I actually took some screenshots from a stat that I found. I remember when I wanted him to come to UVA, And in the season where he was under De Zerbi, under Sassuolo, He had most touches in the leagues, most uh, passes attempted, most passes attempted in the opposition half, most passes in the final third, final third entries first. He had the second most total tackles out of any midfielder and final third pass attempted. He was the third best. So like, he is a great midfielder. He just, he's- What was that,
2: like five years ago?
3: No, it wasn't actually. It was (laughs) two seasons ago. And he was also in the 98% pass attempted percentile completion. He was in 90. Like, he's a great player. I think if you put him as an eight, with Varela, I think you guys would cook. I think you would be such a good player. But anyway, sorry, I don't mean to go on a tangent. I'm just saying, I think. Well,
0: uh, sure. <laughs> luckily we're I mean, still not, cooking even biggest, with the geriatric, the biggest
2: fan of Loga Armenian Deli. in our midfield, um, not, uh, I'm not, I'm and that hater. brings just, us just, to the forward department. I don't department.
0: know what I, maybe. maybe I'm I just sorry, like, Nick, this has gotta be another. another, no to this another I, I did like him no brainer here, Lautaro. Maybe i have sour on him because he's a UA, So that could be just my bias. I mean, at least. At least on paper. I mean, I thought he did well at the it's Euros. It's a no-brainer, for sure. Um, but for me, it's definitely but, Laudato, Turam, Gianni. I don't know. I, I'm just trying to think
2: if there's any other midfielders in Italy that I would prefer. Probably not. Even if I think about it, like really, like
0: Nick, can you hear them?
2: I'm not the biggest. Listen, what bothers me about Fratesi is his inability to to unlock. You know, the attack with Nicholas? his passing. Um, he's got a great motor. He can go running for days, and he can Ladies. get inside the box. And we know his score, goal scoring ability, but <clears throat> that's not that's not what I'm looking for from from a midfielder. You know, I I want you to be able to break down the defense, to be able to take on your man, dribble past the guy. Um, you know, running for days is nice, but you know if it leads to nothing, then what's what's the point? You know, so kind of kind of difficult to think of anyone else. I, I guess Locot- like would be. If I was going to take somebody from Juve, it probably would be Locatelli to to play alongside Hakan and, and Barella. But yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting debate for sure, you know? Obviously, we don't have to go into the forwards. I think we would... Actually, you know what? Let's go into the forwards because I think that would... Be, if, would you take Vlaovic and Chiesa over Lauti and, and Taram?
3: I, no. No.
1: Sorry. Maybe I Kiesel over say, Taram.
3: I, I have to make a case. Like, Kiesel
1: at would actually be insane, but
3: yeah. I have to make a case for the boys. I'm sorry. I do. I, I do. Have Go to ahead and make a make case. A case. I, like, again, I, Nick said it perfectly. Like, if we we're just playing all oh, perfect 11s and everything like that. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think. Like, I think. Okay, hang on. Let me pay some respect for Taram for a second. I think he's been incredible. And I think he's probably signing of the season so far with Salmer. Probably because of his value and for what his contribution has been. Um, I do still think, and I think, like, again, he's being played as a second striker. It's not his position. He's being a bit negated. I do think Chiesa would still displace him. I do, because we could just see how dangerous he is when he's allowed to play as he wants. I'm not saying he's going to get 25 goals and 25 assists, but I do think that he would be, Beside Lutaro, he would be crazy. I think he'd be so good. Um, And then, uh, and I'm not saying he's, better but i think if he's in form i still also think put it this way right i think if like we were like comparing the two striker groups right now i think it would be like Clotaro is the best and then both Vlaovic and Kieza are both in the middle and then taran light like, very slightly is really? below I, t- i'm saying like if you're saying in top form not right now i, I definitely think taran yeah, is yeah, better yeah. right now than Vlaovic. and i think right now in terms of pure form i think for stats wise he is better than kiesa at the moment for Juve and club or Inter I guess but I just think that if they were allowed to play as they can I definitely think it would be a lot closer than people think for For all intent purposes we can say Inter I just think that it's very very close I don't think this is a landslide at all but yeah that's my opinion yeah no, know for
2: for me it would, it would I'm trying I'm trying really hard not to be biased I really am Um, and we're just having a little bit of technical issues with Alessandro. So he is messaging me back. Um, (laughs) but I, um, just trying to be unbiased. It's so, I'm just thinking about current form. Yes. If you take like them at their peak, I think personally, I would put, I would probably, I would probably put really for me, like I would go Lauti first. Vlaovic second I would go Taram third and Chiesa fourth and it's not a knock it's, I really don't hate on Chiesa I just think maybe because I'm only thinking it like for Italy 100% like if I'm thinking just for the countries I would put him ahead of of probably you know Taram and, and maybe even Vlaovic to be honest I'm just thinking about where where they're being deployed for their clubs how they're performing right now I mean Lauti and Taram are just yeah Taram easily signing of the season like not even a question I just don't know how I could how I could unseat them. Like, I would I, I, I wish Chiesa didn't leave Fiorentina because I feel like with the way Italiano is struggling to get his forwards to score for him, like, Chiesa would be the guy to, to unlock that easily right now for him. He
3: would cook so well. He would be unreal under Italiano
2: in, in that system, 100%. And especially now that he actually has them playing, like, defense, like, which is something that he was always lacking. Like, yeah, they would score three, but then they would give up four. Like, now he's actually able to get... a a decent performance out of it. Um, But yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'm thinking for, for the terms of the forward line. I mean, it's definitely, listen, I don't think like there's any really wrong answer. Like I'm not upset that you put Terram fourth. I get why I like, it it just doesn't, I can't do it, obviously, just (laughs) because of what I'm seeing right now in the pitch and how they're, how they're performing and how, how I think that if you take one away from the other right now, I I just think they're not nearly as impactful. Like they just play so well together and they feed off one another that it's just, it's just massive.
3: So. No, I, I agree for sure. Yeah. Big time. Say, but, um, no, go ahead. Oh no, no, no. I was just going to say, yeah, if you're saying form like right now, a hundred percent, I agree with you. I just, in terms of your order that you said, where you said like all time, you would say like, uh, Lotaro. I think you said Lotaro Vlaovic, Taran, Kiesa.
2: Lotaro I- to um, Chiesa, I would
3: switch Chiesa and Vlaovic. I would, and I really like Vlaovic, but I, I do think okay. I, I only reason why is I do feel like in his season, obviously his Euros was fantastic, but I feel like people like downgrade the actual season for Juve. Like, he still had like I think it was nine and ten, and like a lot of the goals were like very important, like a brace against Milan he was very big, like big game. He got his first goal. As yeah, a streamer yeah, against I Atlanta. He scored the winner in the Copa Italia. He like, he had like a lot of it. I mean, the three goals against Porto was outstanding as well. I know he went out in that game, yeah. but like, I think that season he was very, very good. And it took him a while to even start. I remember he got like a red card in his first game. And then he didn't really start like consistently being in the starting 11 until like, I think it was December. Like he took a while. And, I just think... I don't know. I, I think they're all very good players. I think if you have any of these players on your team, like you're very lucky. I think Tram has been outstanding. Yeah. I, I would say he's probably player of the season, for sure. Um, Lataro is fantastic, but I do think he's being enhanced with how good Tram has been beside him. Like you said, if you take one out, I think the other one doesn't perform as well. I think their duo is very good. And their chemistry is great. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm not going to really argue it too much. I fully understand.
2: Yeah, I mean, we, we've I mean we as as Interiste have said like if if one of them went down with an injury it would be rough for us for sure like we we need them both to be able to be successful and be able to play the way we do so
1: who who else who, who else is like depth at forward
2: uh, Arnatovic I mean Jeko no, Yeah Jeco's not
3: there
2: <laughs> Yeah it's, it's... Arn- Arn-
3: You could tell I don't pay attention <laughs> to transfers and
2: Arnatovich Arnatovich anymore in and, uh, yeah. and, San- like- and Alexis Sanchez are the depth at forwards and Alexis has been terrible. Arnatovic was hurt for a while. I think he just came back. Well, he did just come back, but like, you know, he he missed uh I want to say 5 or 6 games something like that. He was out for a bit. Yeah. Um yeah, he was out for a bit for them, so Yeah. If we had to go to like Yeah, I didn't realize Jekyll went to yeah, Fenerbahce. No, he obviously. went he went. To... Yeah, man. There's some transfers or just over my head. On a free man, yeah. He was uh, as soon as the season was done. He pretty much signed with them. Mm-hmm. I want to say like a week later, really. So, or really not a week later, but like yeah, it, the rumors were coming out a week later that he was he was leaving. So, but um, all right, let's go. Let's go with some predictions. Let's go with uh Nicholas. What do you think? How's this game ending?
1: One <laughs> nothing UV, an absolute classic. So who's go- Goal in the 67th Whoa. minute off a quarter. Most excitingly Lucky bounce. Eight. Pure Juve. I'll be celebrating. I'll be happy. I'll go home with hey, the three, three the points. That's it. it.
3: At, the house. At the house on no, it. No,
1: no.
2: Yeah, give, give, give your money <laughs> Absolutely to Nick not. and let him know. There you go. Let him cook. <laughs> let him cook with it. Six, who's scoring, though, in the 67th? Oh, oh, Brammer.
1: Wow. <laughs> Against his former Gosh. team. <laughs>
2: the 67th (laughs) off the corner yeah he's writing Um, it down i I am i want to see i want to see who who gets uh you know maybe maybe the closest to to an
3: actual prediction here all right nick let's go with you i was gonna say if you want to if you're really making this a bet and you want to put down the predictions as well what you could do as well uh welcome back there he is look look, sorry
2: look who returns
3: Making me do all, all the work I, All
0: I heard was uh, Nicholas's audio that whole time. And I just heard that he forgot that Jekyll wasn't on either. So that's, <laughs> so, that's so he had, he <laughs> had to fix, a- his con- a- fix his connection I, ASAP. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. He had to come back. He's like, no, no, I can't
3: I can't leave like that. Did no. They, no I was going predicting- to say, if you really want to double down on that... <sighs> No, no, no. We're actually in the middle of that. Yeah, Nick just said one nothing. Yeah, uh, Nick just said one nothing. Juve, sixty seventh minute Bremer corner, which actually you know Bremer what, goal, pretty yeah. pretty good shout.
1: Jack Jacko's Jack gonna score for Inter.
3: <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, um, if you really want to double down, just put Gatti to be booked as well. Absolute money, promise you right now. Gatti to be booked, maybe that Barella, put- and that's it. I me- that I would put money on.
1: Nick, I remember one time you tweeted. Uh, Locatelli yellow is always, like, a guaranteed, guaranteed bet. And ever since you tweeted that, every time he gets a yellow, I'm I'm like, oh, man. It
3: was the most... I kind of, like, slowed down, like, sports thing a bit. I wasn't, like, doing a lot anyways. But I was just, like, you know, just doing it kind of, like... And I was on a really hot streak at the beginning of this season. But I swear to you, when Brozovic played on Inter, when Tonali played on Milan, and when Locatelli played on Juve, the safest bets in the world. Locatelli, Brozovic, Tonali to be booked. I You will hit a yellow. One in, like... Almost 1-1, one one, almost. Like, every single time. I think I won two different bets this season because I said, Loco tell you to get booked in two different seasons and or two different games. And it hit. Like, even... Do you remember the first game of the season? Nick and Nick will probably remember. Do you remember this, the first game of this season against Udinese? Like, he I think he just got a random yellow in the last second of the game. For no reason. We were up 3-0, and he just sly tackle someone. And I was just like, why did you? And I won that yeah. bet. And I remember, I was like, I, I love him. Dude. I'm like, why would you do that? Like, that actually is, like, he needs to be investigated, like Paquetta had to in England. But, um, sorry, back on topic. I was going to say, see, I have two different bets. I have one with my heart and one with my mind. Um, My heart says 2-1 Juve. That is what my heart says. My mind, if I had to just, like, bet the house on it, I'd probably say 1-1 one, one, draw. I think, like, eventually it's just going to... I don't know who scores first, but I think eventually just the 11 at the back is going to seep one through. Whether it's a penalty, whether it's an actual just random goal, a counterattack, I, I just think it will be 1-1. That's probably my guess.
2: What about you, Alessandro? Now that I've taken over as as, as the host.
0: <laughs> um, I hate making predictions because I'm just so superstitious, but I am going to go ahead and say that I think Quinter is going to get... A big win. Um, I think it could be 3-1 here, 3-0 tomorrow. Reason being, I think Inter are by far the strongest side that Juve has played this season. Um, I think they've been able to play that, that style of play against some teams that it's effective against, but I just think that we're on a different level compared to uh, the teams that you've been playing against. And I I don't know that you guys are ready for, this is your first like huge, huge game. I think we're better opposition than everybody else that you've played this season. Um, And I think that that's going to come through on the pitch on Sunday. Um, Dang fight. I'm expecting uh, and listen, it's, that's the way that it should be. You know, we just went through all the positional groups and it, it feels like Inter has a, a distinct advantage in terms of the squad on the pitch. Um, I think we play better football. You know, look at the goal differential. It's it's. I think we have 10 more. Um, so, yeah, I'm expecting us to, to get this win. Um, but I'm superstitious and I'm immediately going to find some wood to knock on here. There you go honestly like you i agree
3: with you 100 percent. but like then you just look at last season and like i think we were worse last season than we were this season or like at least not much better like i think we're at best like equal and we won both games in the league you know what i mean so like so I,
2: so that's why that's why uh
3: Allegri is a great coach then, right? No, I disagree 100%. We got outplayed played <laughs> more. But um No, no, no. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Really quickly. I will never just to put the record straight. His first stint, he was an absolute icon. Like I'm not disrespecting his first stint at Juve. I'm not but saying he's But I think it's easy when you're that.
2: taking over the reins from Conte. Yeah, that's a different like, that's how I look at that. Different discussion, like, but I'm not going to disrespect so, his work. So So Nima Napolista or Nima Juventina, whatever you want to call him, um you know he always defends allegri. it drives me insane. I just the the guy can do no wrong in his eyes like I just me and him getting into arguments all the time about it um <clears throat> i that, and that 's why like I have a hard time like even even predicting that. like i 'm gonna say inter two to one, but I think it 's because i mean he knows how to play against us like he knows how to prepare he knows how to to line up against us like I remember the game the game that we won what was it two years ago maybe one the one that we won 2-0 or no sorry 1-0 with the the Hakon penalty where we got the retake on it
0: that was two years he scored. ago that was two years ago yeah that was
2: two years yeah. ago okay but he had the perfect game plan for Inter like we were suffocated like the fact that you guys didn't score was more of a surprise than like i like i thought you were going to win that game with the way you were playing like just perfect like Inzaghi had no idea how to counter it and we just got we just got lucky truthfully like i mean that was just a very lucky win for us um but yeah like that was i do think he knows how to how to how to prepare for this matchup specifically so i mean i think that our talent will 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 be the deciding factor and i think that's how we get the 2-1 win
0: but it definitely won't be easy should be a great game. Should be a great game. The biggest in, uh, in Serie A so far this season, um, as it typically is between these two sides. Uh, guys, thank you. I got Go to say one thing, though.
2: I got to say one thing, because I promised Nick Diani I would do this. Ricardo Osolini is better than Chiesa, no, he's and not. he's got to be the guy starting on the right wing. Absolutely not. I no, I don't,
3: Nick, of. I don't even want to see anything. Be. <laughs> no, that's wrong. <laughs> Absolutely not.
1: You, you could... You You, you could... <laughs> You can pull up my tweets from 2020. I literally said that. And it's what I believed at the job. time. But because I didn't like, I didn't, I didn't like Bologna is like, better. I wasn't, I was never better. convinced.
3: No, he's not, dude.
1: <laughs> I was never convinced with Chiesa at Fiorentina and, and then he came over and he was great for Juve and then he carried Italy to the Euros and hopefully he'll carry Italy to the Euros again. I just want to say, first
3: of all facts, secondly, I just want to say something really quickly. Um, it wasn't on my Chiesa account because it did not exist, but it was my main account. Um, for when Chiesa came in 2020. There were a lot of people upset. I don't think I knew you, Nick, so I can't care, I can't confirm 100%, but um, I remember a lot of people were upset that we didn't go for Alwar instead of Chiesa that summer because we signed Chiesa, I think, on deadline day. And I was one of the people where I'm like, I feel like he's going to cook at Juve, so I, I'm just going to get my flowers. Um, that's basically it. But no, um, to just to clarify, um, I don't think Orsolini is better than Chiesa. And I don't think that he should be starting. I think Chiesa is the one single player that when you look at Italy... Well no, 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 there's a couple, but at least in forwards. I think he is the one single player that forwards at... wise, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. I'm sorry, not in general, but I would say like in forwards, like it's okay, guys. Like we're it's Chiesa plus who. Like it's not it shouldn't even be debatable at this point.
2: It's it's it should be Chiesa, Retegi, and Raspadori. That's my opinion. You think Raspadori on the Every wing? game? Yeah. Yeah. I, I maybe and maybe I would flip I mean, I, wait, I, I don't think wait, he look. has a – I like he has a better on the left, but I know he can play on the right too. I like that he'd be able to cut in. And I think Raspadori would be able to cut on his right from the left too. And then, but I he was, when you have DiMarco being able to spam crosses to him, like he's he's a target guy. And I think he's a much more – he's better in the air. He's stronger on the ball. He's more of a fox in the box than Skamaka. Skamaka shouldn't be anywhere near the national team, in my opinion. I don't Like, to I be that agree. tall and that agree. big – He's such he's, a weird I, I, dude, player. He had a bad game. Just because
0: day, he is like clearly the most Bro, talented. He dropped a three
2: point three performance. I feel
0: like I agree with that. The other day, yeah. he's bad. It's just because he he's has tattoos. He
3: really, <laughs> he's not here. You, you, you remove those tattoos and pure. nobody talks about him.
2: No, no, no. You remove the tattoos, he's probably less interesting than than than, than, than he <laughs> nah, is. Like,
0: I mean, he's like a, he's a good player I, on his he, day. Like, he's just been. But that's the thing. He like he's literally
2: like he's telly with less skill. That's okay. Hang on, can <laughs> we, could
0: we could we
3: talk about something really quickly? Um, what yes, are, I would take him back. No, dude, please, man. What year? What year are we in? <laughs> like, come yes, on, I dude. I didn't even I send it. My brother's the biggest. Fit. Shout out to my brother right now if he's listening to this. But he. Um, he is the biggest Balotelli fan. That's, like, his, like, favorite player ever. And to this day, like, he says it not even kidding. Like, he's being serious. He's like, I honestly, like, I think we should call him back. And I'm like, are you, like, okay? Like, I'm like, I, I-, I like Look at our to options, it. though. Like,
2: what, what, what is the problem with calling him back? What be, you, I'm not ah. even trying to troll. Like, like, look at who we have up front. Like what? What is the problem with giving
3: him a chance? But he's playing in like a random yeah. Turkish
0: team, not <laughs> if even was, like
3: Galatasaray, yeah. Fenerbahce.
0: Like he's playing for a no name. If he like was I don't in even, like who a who re- if he was on like Where a relegation-threatened team in Serie A and doing well, then I would say, fine, bring yeah. him back. But yeah, he's not. I think we got to kill that. I thing. agree, and it's not even
3: like it was like it's not even like he was cooking. Like, do you remember that season he was cooking on Marseille? Like okay i'm not one of those people who are like oh if you don't play in italy you can't be picked like you know like patreon like like you know what i'm saying i'm not saying that stuff but like i don't know if you put a gun to my head right now i can't tell you what team he plays for i have a guess but i have no idea oh yeah i don't know what I team can't he plays for you. either and like, it's not I would, like, i'd be dead yeah like... i'd have to take a one in 20 it's like it's like sponsors or something it's, it's something adana, adana Demirspor see i'd be dead absolutely there you go but so he's got I'm, I'm he's done. got go. he's got three goals in five a real games. Team.
0: so i don't know Dude, Like, i mean come on uh, come on
2: I,
3: I i could get three honestly, goals in five games like, in that week
0: is as well like if
3: you're i would sign about,
2: you just to see you not be able to do that <laughs> <Nicholas>. <laughs> on, and if you're talking about strikers like
3: i cannot believe he is the audacity i, I actually could believe it but i can't believe he has the audacity to, to like shoot at like skamaka and raspadori like I actually really like Skamaka. I still... I, he had a horrendous game against Ukraine. I agree 100%. Like, he is a... Con, Bro, like, he should have scored. So but... So lazy. But he's better than Balotelli. If you're going to argue with me and be like, oh, who should start Raspidori? No, he's game? not. He's
2: not. He's not better. May, maybe right now he is. But in terms oh, of, like, actual talent no. and skill and shooting ability, I would say, like, it's not even a question. Like, Balotelli's... He's the biggest disappointment in Italian football percent in my One million Like, like he, he... I really... I've said this... He would have gone down as the best striker in like European history oh. if he had a, had a head on his shoulders. That's a huge show. You you yo, look at his talent. Look, at, I'm not even like, forget about what he did with Inter. Like I'm saying, like he literally had all the talent in the world, all the ability in the world. He could shoot with both feet. He was good in the air, automatic at penalties. Like he could have been. Like uh, Holland would not even be able to hold a candle to him if he did not like just lose his mind and become the most arrogant person ever and think everything should be handed to him on a platter. Oh, I agree. His
3: talent, his talent level is obscene. And I think that's why I have so much frustration against him because it's always what could have been, you know what I mean? Like that's fair. 100%. I agree. Like I, I think if he wanted to be a serious footballer, he would have by far, we wouldn't even have to question this. Oh, who would play striker? He would have been our striker for 10, 15 years. He would have absolutely been incredible.
2: He, w- he would yeah. have been in like I'm not saying he would have. Uh, all right, I'm not saying he would have been like taking Ballon from from Balotelli. I'm sorry, from from Messi and, and Ronaldo. But he would have been. He would have been there. He would have been uh, like invited to be like top three or something. I, I, if I he played so. to his potential. Going
0: back yeah. to the national team, real quick too. If, I think, if Nyonto was playing on a real team, I think he would be a factor. Leeds isn't real. I mean, they're not real in my books. Yeah, I, I don't. It's not. Yeah. England's not a real no, country. It's, not. it's
2: actually, it's it, England is actually like a fishing like village
0: for for China to go and get all their whatever. <laughs> I, yeah, was I don't about think about Finland. His, his best. He should be. <laughs> no. He should be on a Serie A team, and I think if he was, um, I could see Chiesa playing on the right and Nyonto playing on the left. I think,
2: I think Bologna should try to sign him
0: you know not even playing for Leeds. he like all the fans on Leeds are actually like yo get out
3: of our club and it's i'm because like because he doesn't want to be there not because like, like, of what his talent yeah it's not because he's no not good no, no, no no i'm it's not saying he's not good enough, enough for them. Yeah. no no yeah he just doesn't want to be there and then he's not having good games for them because he doesn't want to play for them and then now they're getting mad at him and it's just a horrible like scene like he just needs to get out of there like immediately I'm telling you,
2: yeah. bologna if they had nyonto and
0: Orsolini, <laughs> they're finishing top four okay <laughs> all right guys we're gonna wrap up here thank you for jumping on um i'll let you guys plug what you got going on and nick is the uh average ksf podcast the two-hour podcast you do on wednesdays is that available on spotify (laughs) the average ksf
3: podcast yeah it's actually on the lows. It's only way- two hours talk to Chiesa. It's <laughs> just yeah. him talking yeah. <laughs> in front of the mirror. No, no, no. We have we have no we have no issues like that. Yeah, no, that's on the lows. That's on the, actually that's on SoundCloud, so like you can just find that, you know. Um no, but you, you know, right now just absolutely just talking footy with the boys. Um, you know, that's pretty much all it is. I actually you know what, I was actually looking into that because I thought it would be like a really cool idea to like make like a podcast with friends and that. So if that ever does occur. I will uh, 100% be inviting all of you on because you're all good guys. But for now, no, it's just, uh, you know, talking footy.
0: Love it.
2: <laughs> but if you want to see terrible takes on Twitter or X, whatever you call it, he's at
3: average Kiesa. Enjoy it. That's so crazy coming from right. you. That's nuts. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas, plug stuff. Well,
1: that's that's what Twitter is <laughs> there for. Just It's boring when everyone has the same opinion, right? You know, that's what, what Twitter's there, there for. But you can follow me at uh, Nicholas underscore Calcho and uh, my podcast that I do with my cousin Jani and good friend Adriano at the Calcho guys on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Follow us on YouTube. Listen to our podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast, all all, all the platforms. I can't even name them all. But uh, uh it's fun because Gianni's a Napoli fan. He's a Milan fan. So we bicker at each other all the time, but we all love each other. That's what that's what this is all about. And I've had, as I said, I've had you three guys on, and you know, we just love to shoot the shit.
0: Dope. Thank you guys. Nah, man, appreciate appreciate it. it for jumping on. And in the words of the great Roberto Scarpini, "Forza ragazzi, forza ragazzi, forza ragazzi." <laughs>